1: SoCal's country station, K Frog. I'm Pepper. This is Spirit of the IE. May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month, and SkinView is a nonprofit dedicated to education, early detection, and eradication of skin cancer. Here to tell us more is Randy Wyant, CEO of SkinView. Thank you for joining me.
0: No problem, Pepper. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here and talk about this most important subject.
1: So, what led you to dedicate your post-career life to skin
0: cancer? Well, just real quick, I've been in healthcare for over 40 years, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, with with a fair-complected, guy that doesn't have a lot of hair on top, I thought I had been doing all the right things to protect myself against skin cancer, but there are so many facts out there that I became aware of when a good friend of mine called me one day, who has also been in healthcare, and didn't realize some of the things and challenges about skin cancer, not only about how often it occurs, about how often we should be wearing sunscreen, how often does it occur in kids under 18? And, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about the facts of skin cancer, which we'll get into in a little bit more detail, but because this friend of mine was trying to get in to see someone, a dermatologist, took him three, almost four months to get in to see a dermatologist because of the location that he lived in. You know, part of the disparity in healthcare, and I always say it like this, cardiologists, pretty common specialty, right? A lot of people need cardiologists mm-hmm. at one time in their life or, or not. But um, there are 40,000 plus or minus cardiologists. Dermatologists, there are less than 10,000. And in many parts of this country, there's not a dermatologist within a 300-mile radius of that geographical location. Now, we live in a in a very... Mm-hmm populated uh, part of the country, Southern California, so there are a lot of dermatologists, but even within that practice, there are dermatologists that are not using best practices. They're not doing everything's available in the rest of the world. that has become standard, and you know, we live in a fee-based system that if it's not reimbursable, a lot of times physicians will shy away from that unless it becomes so so evident. I've I've been in healthcare a long time, like I said, and I've seen I've seen these things happen over and over again. I become passionate about skin cancer and the awareness and educating people on what they can do proactively without going to see a doctor. And th- these things that we're teaching people will prevent skin cancer and will save lives if the right things are done.
1: So, why SkinView?
0: SkinView, from its inception, we focused on golf and. I know you, you were going to ask me that question. Golf is played outdoors. I happen to love golf, but there's a higher incidence of skin cancer in golfers for a couple different reasons. Like I said, it's played outdoors. A lot of golfers limit their use of sunscreen, especially during the game, because a lot of sunscreens are lotions and they do not like to have greasy palms. So we really promote the importance of you know go wash your hands or or get us get a sunscreen we're working with a company who has a very fine mist spray on non-oily non-greasy it works great golfers need to protect their skin a lot of things people don't realize is once they apply sunscreen does that last no when you sweat when you go into the water it needs to be reapplied every two hours
1: so how did you begin skinview's journey in the golf community
0: Well, I happened to um, become acquainted with a gentleman whose father is former commissioner of the LPGA. I'm going to mention his name if that's okay. Charlie Meacham, he's 92 years old. He has had many instances of sunscreen. When he heard about what we were doing, he said, I need to get you connected with the right people. And so with the LPGA, we started a program of educating them the women within and and the caddies and you know because it's not just the golfers it's it's everybody that's involved in the game from you know the caddies to spectators to everybody out there needs to know these facts we wanted to create an audience that had influence and within that community there was a lot of influence. so Charlie was very instrumental in getting us started into that and then we spread out into other sports you know into soccer swimming cross-country Running, you know, all the marathons that are here in Southern California, we and and we're spreading out more and more. I mean, the surfing, uh, you know, Southern California is a pretty popular for surfing, so we're reaching out to those those organizations as well as kids' organizations. We work with the Payne Stewart Kids Golf Foundation to educate. If if we can educate kids, we work with Girl Scouts of Orange County. We do programs every summer with the Girl Scouts for sun protection. They actually developed a what girl scouts give out as a service patch so if they do certain things they get these service patches and sun protection so they color a little poster i've got some examples to leave for you but you know they color a poster they do a video they learn about because it's important that they develop these habits early and we'll talk a little bit more about why it's important or you know what the risks are under 18 but those are some of the Some of the main points is why we thought there was an urgency to get the word out.
1: What percentage of Americans will be diagnosed with skin cancer in their lifetime?
0: 20%. One out of five Americans will develop melanoma by the age of 70. So that's not even a lifetime anymore.
1: (laughs) And are people of color exempt from skin cancer?
0: No. (laughs) There's some misnomers out there. It is true that people that have a lighter complexion or lighter pigmentation, as we like to call it in the medical field, have a greater risk of skin cancer. But there's a higher mortality rate. More people are diagnosed in the later stages of skin cancer in people of color than lighter complected for a couple of reasons. They believe that they're exempt, that Mm -hmm. they... Have a, you know, and and it's true they have a lower incidence, but they still get skin cancer. Another reason is even if they're going to see a dermatologist, is that because the dark pigmentation of their skin, it's not recognized as early.
1: So, what are some of the basics of skin cancer?
0: So, the basics of skin cancer are just knowing what to look for, and the ABCDEs, of which not very many people know, are this. A is for asymmetry, and asymmetry is the topography of a bump or a lesion or something that you're suspicious about. B is for borders, C is for color, D is for diameter, and E is for evolution. Let me just go back. If you have something that is changing, if it's anything, if the borders are nice and smooth, less likely that it's something, but if those borders start to change, you might want to pay attention to that. In fact, you absolutely should pay attention to that. The colors, Uh, most moles are one color, you know, very smooth and everything. So if that changes, that's something to pay attention to. In the diameter, if it grows greater than one centimeter over the course of a year or even two years, if it's growing and changing, that means that it is something that you need to pay attention to. Is it always melanoma? No. But wouldn't you like to know? And knowing the ABCDEs, which are just asymmetry, borders, color, diameter, evolution is the change. The change is what we need to pay attention to.
1: So what percentage of Americans will actually visit a dermatologist?
0: That's another important fact. Very alarming. Partly because they're hard to get into. Partly because people are not educated. But over 70% of people in the United States do not see a dermatologist for preventative care. That's a huge, huge number.
1: So what are the best practices that should be employed by a dermatologist?
0: Once you get in to see a dermatologist, and again, I said that that's sometimes difficult, but it's so, so important to find a dermatologist, but not just a dermatologist that knows about skin diseases, one that is specialized in diagnosing or treating skin cancer. The best practices for that dermatologist, and this gets into a little, little bit of an argument. You can find papers on both sides, but this has been proven throughout the world that using technology available, and this technology has been available for 20 plus years. It's called dermoscopy. Many dermatologists, you know, they take great notes. They have a trained eye, but they can't always see... A melanoma at its very, very early stages. There are five stages of melanomas, zero, one, two, three, and four. And the danger of those exponentially go up as the numbers go up. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's taking care of something early instead of waiting till it is something. You know, the cost of healthcare, we're trying to reduce that. I mean, there's, you know, the best practices of dermatologists should be that they're not only looking at it, but they're recognizing it. They're taking pictures so that they can compare when that patient comes in again. If all they've done is look at something, they're not going to notice that change until it's a little bit advanced. And that research papers prove that over and over again.
1: What are the key healthy skin practices we should be teaching our children?
0: Well, number one is protect your skin and your exposure to the sun. So I think most people know what sunscreen is and most people know what spf means but i'll say it anyway it's sun protection factor and the literature out there says you should be wearing no less than 30 spf now 30 spf and here's some of the differences subtle differences between a spf 30 and an spf 50. spf 30 protects your skin uva and uvb those are the ultraviolet rays that cause skin cancer so 30 spf will protect your skin up 97% if you go up to 50 it goes up one percentage point so 98% if you go up to 100 SPF it goes up to 99% there is no 100% so the best practices for kids as I was talking about earlier that's why we're involved in youth sports and youth organizations is that they practice wearing sunscreen every single day as well as they should be reapplying it every two hours, especially if they're out there being sweaty or swimming in a pool. When they get out, they need to reapply. Because children under the age of 18, 18 and under, just like with a lot of things in their body, they're still developing those protection. They're still developing those immunities. So the ability for that age group, for their skin to protect them, as well as when they become older adults, that's A lot of times the effects of skin cancer which happen later in life are caused before the age of 18. I want to say just back up a little bit about going out in the sun because the sun is important it's important for a lot of different things when we go out one of the lesser known facts is if you go out in the sun don't put your sunglasses on right away yeah it's bright but you know for five to ten minutes don't wear your sunglasses and then put them on. Because some of the ultraviolet rays, some of the vitamins that the sun is exuding is good for our skin, is good for our bodies and through our, you know, porous cells, like the eyes that are most exposed to the sun, that can be a good thing. But then get them protected after that. You know, 15 minutes in the sun, probably not going to hurt you. But the other misnomer is, you know, some people believe that 15 minutes a day, you have to be fully exposed. No sunscreen, no clothing, no nothing. And that's really not true. The, the sunscreen that's being developed protects your skin from the bad rays, but it still allows the vitamins to be absorbed into your skin.
1: What's the danger associated with tanning beds?
0: Who yeah. I'm not going to accuse any tanning salon of this by name, but there are tanning Salons out there that do not advertise the risk of the UVA's. that yeah. are That's how you get a suntan. Suntan actually is skin damage. And over time, we'll talk about another fact. But so two trips to a tanning bed in your lifetime increase your risk of skin cancer by over 75%. Mm. Five sunburns in your lifetime increase your risk of skin cancer by over 50%
1: and why is that
0: why is that because of the amount of uv rays that once you've damaged your skin it's just like anything once you've damaged the skin with uv rays the more often you damage your skin the less likely it is to repair itself and that you can talk about that with just about anything in our bodies you know the more we damage it the less resilience it has, and, it ha- and, and particularly the sun. Your skin is the largest organ in the human body. And when we don't protect it, there are parts that are more exposed than others. <laughs> and those parts that are more exposed become less likely to be able to deflect the damage and to react to the exposure over somebody who gets less sun. That makes sense.
1: I'm speaking with Randy Wyant, CEO of SkinView. You mentioned earlier that there's no 100% SPF that nope. is going to completely protect you from sun damage. Is there any benefit to sunscreen higher than like SPF 50?
0: Not much. It's really not. You know, like I said, SPF 30 protects your skin it's 97, probably 97. I think the number is 97.6. Going up to SPF 50 is only one percentage point, And going up to SPF 100, which is the highest available out there, is 99%.
1: So as long as you're like SPF 30, that's about as good as it's going to get?
0: Depending, and, and I always tell people this, I said, do what you feel most comfortable with. If you were a very fair, complected person, I'd use 50, you know. With kids who are out there, and they maybe you know they have medium complexion, SPF thirty. You should the 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 rule is don't use anything less than thirty SPF, Mm. and reapply every two hours.
1: Tell us more about your relationship with the Girl Scouts in Orange County.
0: Early on, a friend of mine who had a daughter that was involved in Girl Scouts became involved in supporting SkinView and what we're about. And she contacted the regional director for the Orange County Girl Scouts and we had some conversations and they actually built a service patch around sun protection, teaching these young girls how to protect their skin, why to protect their skin, what they can do to share with their loved ones, their friends, you know, why it's important to reapply So they go through this education process. They color a poster. They do a little self-video, you know. Every kid has a smartphone these days, right? So they do a little video of, of what they've learned about skin cancer, and then that is being dispersed out. And we're growing. Skinview is just a little over two years old, so we're still a young organization. I was just contacted by a couple of different counties with the Girl Scouts. We actually connect with a young gal back in New York and she has started her own nonprofit. Wow. <laughs> At 14 years old, started her own nonprofit because her grandmother passed away of oh. melanoma and she started looking into this. So I interviewed her, she got a hold of us and she did an hour long video interviewing her mother about this and then has put that out on social media. It's, you know, it's it's something that's easy to do. And it's unfortunately something that not enough people know about. I talk to people every single week about skin cancer and even people say, yep, I go see a dermatologist every year and I ask them two questions. I said, number one, did they teach you the ABCDE's of skin cancer? And unfortunately, in most cases, they say no. The other question I asked them is, did they have you remove your clothes down to your undergarments? Did they check your nail beds? Mm. your hairline on the bottom of your feet because melanoma can happen in places that the sun does not shine. So, you know, just it's getting the facts out there. It's knowing that you can be proactive with your own skin wellness. Skin cancer is the worst, but they can protect their skin. A lot of skin diseases happen because of just unawareness.
1: What effect did COVID have on skin cancer diagnosis and treatment?
0: Well, COVID had a very broad effect on a lot of different physical disease because 70%, actually some believe it much higher than that, but that number increased because not only did the people that were seeing a dermatologist not go see a dermatologist, but because people, you were shut down. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't congregate, but people would be out in their backyards because they needed the sunshine and they Mm -hmm. didn't wear sunscreen and, you know, they they exacerbated the same practices within. So during that time, we were getting out into communities via social media and, and educating them on that. So there are some studies that are being done right now that believe that there is going to be a pandemic with melanoma because people did not go see. And I'm talking about the further advanced types of melanoma because people didn't go see doctors and especially dermatologists. Dermatologists unfortunately, was one of those areas that was not an essential because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something like a ticking time bomb like heart disease or diabetes or something that if you don't pay attention to, it will worsen and you will die. Skin cancer is something that develops over time. The only good thing about skin cancer, it is that very fast growing. But again, I'll, I'll just repeat this. It is one of the most deadliest cancers of any other cancer.
1: What's the importance of the month of May to Uh, your organization, SkinView?
0: The month of May nationwide is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. So there are many organizations out there. One organization that I'm very involved with, in fact, I happen to be on their board, is the Melanoma Action Coalition. And it's a group of about 45-plus nonprofit organizations specifically focused on melanoma. So, you know power is in numbers. And the more organizations that are out there telling the same story and teaching the dangers of skin cancer, we believe that we can affect change, positive change, getting people to pay attention to their skin wellness. So during the month of May, we'll be doing several different events. We're upping our social media posts. Check us out, skinview.org, S-K-N-V-U-E.com. O R G. That's our website. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, or on Facebook. We've even got videos that I'm talking about these same subjects on YouTube, our YouTube channel, as well as LinkedIn. You can read all about us and, and we post our articles on there. I've got a great staff of people who are working hard behind the scenes to do this. So during the month of May, we're gonna have an event in Anaheim where we're just gonna be doing Giveaways and UV bracelets, you know, UV bracelets are something that have become real popular because when you go out in the sun, they start to change color. Oh yeah, now I need to put on my sunscreen or I need to get out of the sun for a little bit, things like that. More and more things that we can do to help people become aware of it and give people the actionable plans that they can do to protect their own skin wellness. It's all good.
1: How can people help you in your mission to save lives?
0: Well, they can go to our website. They can join SkinView as a SkinView ambassador. We are again, like I said earlier, I talk to people every day who have been affected by skin cancer, especially here in Southern California. So, by learning what the ABCDEs of skin cancer are, by knowing what the risk factors are, by limiting your exposure, and when you are exposed, by you know using the not only the right sunscreen. But the one with the you know the SPF that applies to your skin pigmentation, I think that you know going to the skin view, all of these things take support, and there are many organizations out that are looking for support. We can effectively, and I tell people this that they interview me, you know, Pepper, by you doing this interview, you can directly or indirectly save a life. And how many opportunities do people have to save life? Because if we detect skin cancer, or if someone detects skin cancer early in the very early stages, it's 99% curable if it's detected early. So it's awareness, it's about creating an actionable plan for yourself, daily use of sunscreen, wearing protective clothing, you know, even whatever that is, you know, hats, shirts, gloves, whatever you can do to protect your skin, even if you're only out in the sun a little bit, you know, a little bit of exposure, is, you know, can cause damage even, you know, for light-complected people as well. But, you know, people can go to our website, they can donate. We have a new site called donate2skinview.org. the number Two Skinview.org. They can go there and donate. They can join us as a volunteer in getting the word out. Some of the upcoming events, our, our events will be publicized through social media on our website, and I would encourage people to go there and learn what they can do to save a life to spread the word, to help other people become more aware of the dangers of skin cancer and what they can do to improve detection.
1: I've been speaking with Randy Wyant, CEO of SkinView. Anything else you want us to know?
0: Just be aware. You know, it's better to be proactive than reactive with anything in life. And if we can be proactive with this deadly disease, with this disease that we're going to be seeing more and more, every hour... Two people die of skin cancer Mm -hmm. ten years ago it was one person so we're going in the wrong direction we need to change the trajectory and every individual if we start doing the things that we need to do if we're aware of what we need to do we can affect change that will be significant and change the curve and change the rate of deaths and that's important so you know all I can say is skinview.org SKN v-u-e dot o-r-g. Go there, check us out. You'll find out more about what we've been talking about. You'll find the right products to use. You'll get all of these facts over and over again. The more we know, the more powerful we can be in protecting our own health.
1: Thank you so much for talking with us today, and thank you for helping to save lives.
0: Absolutely. And thank you, Pepper, because like I said, You know, you're going to go out there and tell people about this conversation we've had, and and you will save some lives. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity to be here.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?